When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and Game Master. Heroes, we're going to be wrapping up our audition series soon. We have one more candidate to premiere. However, that candidate is a touring musician, and we needed a little bit more time to get their episode together. So in the meantime, we put together another presentation for you. We're going to be playing a game from one of my favorite designers, Quinn Murphy. You might know Quinn's work from the Ultimate Micro RPG book or the work they have done on Pathfinder. A couple of years ago, Quinn became a father and took some time away from the RPG scene to focus more on that. But now that their kid is older, Quinn's getting back in the game and reached out to us about running one of their classic games on our show, Community Radio. Community Radio should be a big hit with podcast fans because it's a role-playing game designed to emulate Night Vale. Frankly, it's a game that I have wanted to play for years, but it was not available before. Which is why I'm so glad Quinn's back in the saddle. Because it gives me a chance to play this game, show it off to all of you, and hopefully it gives all of you a chance to play this game as well. So with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. Alright heroes, let's meet our party for this week. First up, a voice that should be familiar to you because you are all fans of the Campaign Skyjacks podcast. That is Nathan Blades. Hi, hi, hello. It's your androgynous android game show host from the future, Nathan Blades here. Hello. Uh, Nathan, before we get rolling on everything, where can these lovely people listening find you and your good works? If uh, Oh they my and they gosh. Just fall in love? Yeah, yeah. If you want to go and forge a parasocial relationship with moi, uh, you can head to twitch.tv forward slash the neon caster, uh, where I do both a variety of tabletop gaming stuff and a lot of poker tubing as of late. Uh, you can also buy the variety of indie games I have made at sixofspades.itch.io. There we go. Now, Nathan, uh, we are going to play Community Radio this week, which uh, mm. is a Night Vale-inspired role-playing game, but it's also inspired by low-budget community radio and television broadcast stations. So I want to know, for our icebreaker, what is the lowest-budget or, I guess, most notable low-budget broadcast you've ever seen or heard? Probably one I've been in, actually, thinking about it. For a while, a good friend of mine who uh, is a, a regular in the kind of UK convention scene wanted to start, like, nerd radio as uh, a thing to kind of just generally have running, like, literally live and then do specific radio shows at conventions. And I'm like, yeah, I've never done, like, live radio before. I only do edited podcasts, but... I'll I'll have a go at interviewing artists. Life is hard. <laughs> Life is hard. Keeps going. I, I did not do as much uh, streaming stuff at that period of time, and uh, I figured it would be fun to do like a improvised newsreader style game uh, uh -huh. called News at Eleven with my guest, who started being like, "Yeah, I'll do an improv game on the live radio. That'll be fine. That'll be great." And then when it actually came to that. Uh, she was like, oh, no, <laughs> this is this is uh, the worst thing that could ever happen to me, actually. But we finished that game. I do not remember the news that we made up, but uh, <laughs> considering it was something I realized it was live. Oof. <laughs> it's tough to be in a live situation uh, when you've realized you've made a terrible mistake and not be allowed to swear. That's the tough thing. Mm, mm. It was like on a speaker to like the courtyard in the middle of where the convention was taking place. So yeah, definitely couldn't go too off the rails. <laughs> 
Uh, well, let's meet some of our other guests. Coming to us also from the UK, uh, we have the Meredith brothers. Uh, let, let's start with Tim. It, correct. <laughs> I mean, the world that's the order with me, so that's incorrect. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ben, Ben got into this world first, so I get preferential treatment from here on out. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Mm. I think we can play that. It's that the way. devil's bargain. Tim, where can people find you if they also would like to forge a parasocial relationship with you? Which I will point out to our audience does mean it's like having a friend on the internet, except you send them money. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. want to clarify that. Yeah, and the money is the most important part of it. Otherwise, what are we all doing? Come on, guys, yeah. give mm -hmm. us some cash. Um, yeah. So if you want to, if you want to uh, really find out more about my life than you should, then you can find me uh, streaming on on Twitch at the Brothers Meredith, or you can find my musical output on my Bandcamp, which is is if you type in Tim Meredith into Bandcamp, you'll find me there. Also, I am now on Spotify, Tidal, and most streaming sites. Really, uh, with my first hey. album. The album called Gripping Guilt Wants to Dance, because I just wanted to make it really commercial and mm -hmm. easy and accessible to yep. find. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Mm -hmm. That so Fiona Apple approach to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except I'm about one twenty thousandths as successful as Fiona Apple. Sure, sure. Well, are, I, haven't got we that, I haven't got that Apple draw, you know? <laughs> and I uh, will put forth the same question to you. What is the, the most notable low-budget broadcast that you can remember interacting with in your life, whether you saw it, whether you heard it, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to exclude student radio from this because okay. come on they're doing their best. Sure. You mm -hmm. know. Well, some beat. of them are. when they're down. Some of them are <laughs> some of them being wildly <laughs> racist, but there we are. So the the lowest budget thing I ever saw was uh, a local Brighton channel that started I'm going to say 5 or 6 years ago. I think it's called Latest TV. Uh, mm. And they were like, we're starting up a Brighton chat. It's gonna be, it's gonna be on the actual telly. It's gonna be proper. You can, you can go on a terrestrial signal and see it. Um, and we were there when it, it, it first launched, and it, it was. It was erected on a scaffolding of paper and dreams. All of the sets were sort of like, I can see through that. Uh, the sound <laughs> kept going away. The adverts didn't come on when they were supposed to. So these long, long, awkward pauses. Oh, advertisers love first... that too. Oh, they love mm. it. They flocked. They flocked to the awkward pause show. <laughs> so yeah, so, and I don't want to be too hard on them because again, they were trying to set up a local television studio, a television station in the year of our Lord 2017 or something, which is mm. not easy, but it was shambles um but they are still going so more fool me well hey mm -hmm. yeah that's more impressive. going concerned than my broadcasts so you know <laughs> <laughs> well let's shift our priority to the elder and more like less privileged of the two the one who does not get special treatment of any kind and that's ben meredith yes as a middle-class white man in the UK, I get no special treatment of any mm -hmm. type. No, type like the record show. He's one of God's victims. Yes, you know? of course. Uh, hello, I'm Ben. Ben, where can folks find you and your good works? Oh, I'm sorry, Nowhere. your works, because no. you get no special <laughs> privileges or treatments yes. or assumptions. <laughs> I, I no longer exist, but if you, if you want to go back in history, you can check out Stella Firma. That's a comedy mm -hmm. podcast. I did yeah. it with my brother. He's sad over there. Rustical Gaming. There's more actual play stuff. Hey, hey, people who listen to One Shot. That's that's the kind of thing you like, I guess. And <laughs> I guess. Yep. And the Magnus Archives, which, you know, come on. Get on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's already heard that. We're assuming that everybody has already heard that uh, as they come in here. I, I haven't, actually. I refuse. <laughs> Not doing it. Not doing it. Won't do it. Take that, mm -hmm. Johnny. And, wow. and everyone involved. <laughs> He's really hurting for that one missed listener. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if only they had that one more listener, they could have gotten, you know, an extra $5 on their wild Monty Cook Games Kickstarter, I'm sure. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Let's shift our attention to low budget broadcasts, though. Ben. What is a notable low-budget broadcast that you saw or heard in, in your lifetime? Yeah, so um, way, way back when I was at university, so this is about 2009-ish, mm -hmm. the first time I tried voice acting while a student, we ended up recording in like a local Brighton radio station, community center thing, 
and they're using their studio. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. it might be Radio Reverb. I can't. Like, was it in the open market? No, no. It was before the open market existed as the open market. Oh. It was the old open market. No, this was up in Hollingdean. You know, very specific, bright and deep cuts. Yeah. You mm-hmm. heard of Hollingdean? Everyone knows Hollingdean. Oh, Hollingdean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. had two of my weddings there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and just it was really interesting. It was like a sort of community radio station, and we used to walk in on the end of it. And uh, it was just, it was great. It was just people just having a go at radio. They were just just having a good old go. Hell yeah. You know? Love that. Love that. I love like the hangout vibe as though a radio station is like just somewhere in your living room and you you happen by. One of my favorite places to be is on a slightly farty couch. Mm -hmm. Couch for your American listeners, sofa to the British, Mm -hmm. um, in like a community radio station. There's something like, there's nowhere else to be. Like as soon as you're in that room, time doesn't exist. (laughs) You're just hanging out in a weirdly sort of foot smelling room near some microphones. And it's it's a happy place. Much like where we are today. Exactly. Welcome to the home studio. Microphones, (laughs) stinky feet supplied. Yup, 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 yup. Everybody's in a slightly farty chair because we do spend hours (laughs) upon hours just sitting on it while we record things in our microphones. Folks, we are about to play Community Radio, a game of strangeness on the airwaves. This is designed by Quinn Murphy, laid out by also friend of the show, Nathan D. Paletta. This is a game inspired by shows like Night Vale. It is the idea of taking a very mundane kind of hokey thing and adding just just a little bit, a sprinkling of horror to it. And that's what we're going to do today. So to get started on this, we have to decide on a general location or vibe that we would like for our community radio station. So imagining where in the world this might be, uh, and we can go very big or very small. We, you know, we can say, oh, this is in some small town uh, somewhere in the UK or the US, or we can go big and say, hey, this is like a community radio-esque broadcast that happens on a space station somewhere. Mm-hmm. The idea is we want to make sure that there is enough mundane stuff that when we put the strange stuff in there, it's still fun to play with. Oh, is that now open to the floor? Well, that's it's, open it's to the floor. Time. We're, we're open mm-hmm. for okay. discussion. If people Sorry, have pitches, I just the ideas space. Feel yeah, right. feel <laughs> free to to send them out there, and we'll we'll see what we like. So, I something that popped into my head straight away was the idea of a shopping center or or mall mm. for, for you Americans. Yeah. Oh, I love sort of, that. They are quite kind of a betweeny space, sort of mm-hmm. especially if the, if it's like it's a slightly failing shopping center or mall. Yeah, current era ones where half of the places are closed, yeah, but this like, radio station with like the glass window where you can see the people recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and all of the and businesses that remain in those places are completely insane because yeah, it's yeah. the cheapest like real estate available. Yeah, oh, I like love wig- this. It's like wigs and carpets. And you're like, okay, I suppose those are both things you could buy. Don't know why they're in the same shop, but mm-hmm. fair enough. American candy stores, which are obviously just tax breaks or fronts. There was yeah. a big expose <laughs> about all of these American candy stores in the UK that are all like fronts for the mob. <laughs> I really was, uh, a lot of money laundering. I loved reading that expose mostly because it made me feel good to know that British people are not consuming our candy. I, I just I worry I worry about the health uh, of the rest of the world there. So that's good. We've mm-hmm. looked at Twizzlers, but only to scoff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so all right all right so we are in a mall that's great uh i have sent over a a google doc to everyone Mm -hmm. we are now going to establish a couple different things the thing and i could not tell reading these rules and this just this is probably just my reading comprehension whether we are all collaboratively establishing one of these or each person is responsible for one of these. Uh, Mm. I think because we've got a game of four people, we can all kind of work on things together. I I think Mm. maybe we want more people, but I'll go through. Mm -hmm. So the things that we need to establish, we need to establish an innocent person, a person who does not know the true nature of what your location faces. Mm -hmm. So we'll name these people and decide what they do. Then a terror, a foreboding threat, something supernatural or frighteningly natural to at least one person in the whole town uh, or location. 
a place of interest that is, you know, anywhere within this mall that is like interesting or notable. Then we have a mood. I think we should limit ourselves to like one or two. This will probably inform some of our uh, tone for the game, but that is literally a feeling that uh, we'd expect someone to have when they are in this location. And finally, a strange items, uh, items uh, that are ex either explicitly supernatural or a normal item waiting to reveal a hidden nature. So th those are the things that we are trying to establish here. Like, I think, I think it would be good to get three to four innocent people and three to four places of interest, maybe one to two mm -hmm. items, one to two terrors, and one to two moods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've got an immediate thought on an innocent person, mm -hmm. and it and it feels like a, sort of like a Five Nights at Freddy situation, but like a, a newly assigned like security guard or like night night watchman mm. night watch person mm -hmm. who's sort of like, all right, I'll take a job in I'll take a job in the shopping center, okay, and then the the strangeness reveals itself. Okay, mm -hmm. um, immediately I need to know uh, how old this person is. Ooh, uh, taking jobs without doing enough research into them. I'm feeling like early 20s, mm -hmm. late teens. The classic sort of like, okay, I'll do that, I suppose. I'll ask no follow-up questions, age. I love yeah. take that early I, 20s. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling like teens. I love like a yeah. 17. Yeah, a 17-year-old yeah, yeah. like, security guard is very funny. <laughs> it's very, very so... funny. And I want to point out, this is, you know, there's a shopping mall. It does have, like, embroidered on the uniform, like, the name yeah. of whatever this mall is. But clearly, they made all of their uniforms for people they expected to be much larger. So this kid yeah. is swimming in this outfit. How how vaporwave are we going with the mall name? I'm, yeah. I'm feeling like an like an Azure Paradise Mall or something <laughs> like that. I, I do love like Pleasure Springs Paradise, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a pa something with paradise feels good. Paradise Square, mm. Paradise Ooh. Plaza, Paradise Paradise, paradise Plaza. Plaza. Ooh, I love that alliteration. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling it's feeling very Californian again. I don't know much about California, but I do listen to the podcast Mall Walking. Um, I don't know if anyone else listens to that, and they and they visit California area malls and walk around them and talk about them. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just like we're, you know, like Thousand Oaks shopping experience. Like they've all got these weird <laughs> names. Or it's mm -hmm. like the San Bernardino length. And you're like, why is it called this? Um, yeah. Oh, my podcast about anything these days. They will. <laughs> yeah, they really like anything is a podcast. <laughs> it's, huh? it's good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> OK, um, I want to know this watch person's name and perhaps gender. Mm hmm. A, a Jean, like a Eugene. Okay, but okay. Hates being called Eugene by full name because they are seventeen. <laughs> yeah. And the surname is Perkins. Jean per Perkins. Eugene Perkins. Do what a many, dweeb. Many of them called him Dweeb Perkins. <laughs> well, I like that. I do like the fact, the idea of there being another person here who is uh, frames themselves as being cooler. And addresses yeah. them as Dweeb Perkins. I like hey, that. Dweeb Perkins. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, we want an innocent person who is not really innocent because they're a bully. That's mm, great. Or, mm, or mm. you know what? This is an adult, which makes it sad. Like, if this person oh, is no. in their 40s, it's yeah. like, what's up, Dweeb? You're yeah. 40. Okay. <laughs> it is the owner of the arcade in Paradise Plaza. Most Fuck. of those machines are now broken, so there are like three that are still functional. And he's yeah. trying to kind of retain a, a rad 90s energy. And is uh, definitely the most, the most divorced man who has ever lived. So divorced. Mm -hmm. So oh, turbo divorced. Yeah. And like at one point called him like the called himself like the king of quarters or something. <laughs> has, quarter, king. quarter king. Has a like sad king of quarters costume. Yeah. That you oh, know no. at one point probably looked oh. cool, but like I think I, by court order of one of his divorces has to wear it. There's something yeah. to me that's appealing, uh that like he has to work here for the terms of one of his divorces. 
to like retain mm-hmm. the rights of ownership to yeah. what's left. He has to keep working there because if he doesn't, it will automatically go into the estate of uh, his second ex-wife. <laughs> and also constantly running like local access commercials from the 90s like hear ye hear ye from the court of the king of carters yes <laughs> come yes, down to yes. play mortal Kombat 2 you know that sort of thing <laughs> oh so I, I guess it makes sense that people would be trying to run ads in the on the radio show yeah uh, oh yes. yeah definitely mm-hmm. and i think that is literally one of the categories of things that that comes up in the game so that is perfect mm. yeah do we have a name for the owner oh God, I'm trying to think of a really good. What's the most divorced name? name? Sorry, who's listening? Who is it? Yeah, yeah. I say it's really going to put somebody on blast by accident. Stanley. Stanley. (laughs) All right. Stanley. Stanley Flynn with two N's. Uh, mm Ah. So like when he was young, it kind of could have been like I bet he was big and good in high school, and then it's all gone downhill. Oh, and like absolutely tries to get people to call him Flynn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Flynn. Well, he's a big fan of Tron. Yeah. If yeah yeah. Mm Definitely. And if you're listening and your name is Stanley, don't take what you have for granted. That's all. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. Exactly. It's a very divorced name. It's sand through your fingers, Stanley. Hold on tight. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Okay. I want to get another teenager in here. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of... A lot of uh, malls these days have escape rooms in them because Mm. it's just a lot of real estate for not that much money, and that is what escape rooms need. Mm -hmm. So I am thinking of like a a Stacy, a Stacy who runs, uh, she doesn't own this business, obviously, but she works for an escape room. uh, And I think that means like all of the setup has been done and people just arrive and do that escape room. Yeah. She's like the games master. Kind of yeah. The mm. Yeah. She, she has to watch over the cameras and, and give yeah. people hints and tell them not to steal things uh, and whatnot. And continuously warn them that you're not supposed to pull or yank on anything on the walls. Nothing yeah. in this game requires force. Mm. If it's supposed it, it to feel, move, it will move. It'll move. <laughs> it feels like a, the whole escape from itself is incredibly low budget but like the puzzles are really really good so mm. people kind of come in expecting it to kind of be like a, a thing that we're they'll go and do it for half an hour go this sucks and go eat pizza at the last remaining pizza place in the small and are genuinely <laughs> engaged by how well how well the puzzles are designed okay um this brings us i think to places because i want to know more about this pizza place Hmm. Uh, it's the last remaining pizza place in this mall, so at one point there were more pizza places. Oh, well, I mean, it's an American mall. I figure that's... Uh, my, my experience of American food culture is literally Indianapolis and the two places you've taken me to in Chicago. So my, my, my <laughs> I, I will say experience. pizza is would be kind of a novel thing to be at a mall. Pizza places huh. uh, are more of a strip mall thing, um, which okay, is, okay. you know, technically separate businesses located in a building. It's a mall where you're nude, I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but the like, and there are sabaros in in some malls and whatnot. But the idea that there is a pizza place here that fought a war, you know, there, there's this real uh, idea that because there aren't really small businesses anymore in the United States that doesn't exist, the idea of rival businesses, like like a feuding business, there was a battle fought here, and there was a victor. Um, and I Man. feel like this is their entire brand now. Like they've really leaned into the fact that they've conquered all of their enemies. So I think this has got like a kitschy, like almost Genghis Khan esque uh, a theme to oh. it. Hmm. I was because I was gonna like Last Chance Pizza Corral or something. Oh, like that, okay. Uh, 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 Western, a uh, Western. There is L- a... like the Last Stand Pizza Corral. Is that too custary? Does that feel too bad? No, actually, <laughs> I, I kind of, I, I, I first Custer's of all, it's insane. It's insane that Custer, Custer's as a historical slice. figure, <laughs> is someone who has left the United States. It's arguably somebody that we should have forgotten about a long time ago. And for some reason, that lesson keeps getting taught, folks. No, 
I sorry, I really I really cannot let it pass, but Ben's suggestion of Custer's last slice is one of the better things I've ever heard. <laughs> Great. We can't commit to We can't commit to it because the history of it is too sad. Yes, but so I just didn't want to let it pass. Mad dark, but very funny. <laughs> okay, but then like does this imply because Custer, you know, fame is a famous loser, just like yes. a, an extraordinary historical loser. And if this restaurant is purporting itself as the winner, then That's is true. this like owned by someone who is like sort of commemorating that loss and the defeat mm. of his putting his enemies in Custer's place? <laughs> it it feels maybe more. It's maybe a legacy thing. Uh, whoever initially mm. owned this pizza place had the poor foresight maybe to call it that and they can't really change the name now that's the okay. name of the place so somebody who's running it now is very tired it's not themed around that like physically at all at this point they had the common sense to change it but the name stays well what about it used to be called custer's last slice mm -hmm. and uh, they didn't want to do the theme so they chose a new theme which was desserts and they've really badly changed the name to custard's last slice <laughs> And it's a dessert pizza dessert joint. Dessert pizza like joint. A... That's perfect. That's the insane is, thing. Is that, that perfect, James? <laughs> the only perfect? thing that exists. <laughs> the only pizza, pizza place left in this mall is a dessert a pizza dessert place. Pizza <laughs> Horrifying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and how many scoops would you like on your pepperoni? <laughs> oh. Yeah, you can Oreo get like pizza. a pancake that's covered in Nutella with pepperoni slices on top of it, which oh, is better than you think. My. Yeah, but not great. Better than you think. I mean, but no, not pa great. Pa pancakes and bacon is a classic combo. Yeah, mm. it is. It is, but it is. It is mixed. There is such a fine line with those sort of like candied meats breakfast zone like you're eating it and you're midway through and it turns on you and you're like oh no i've wasted my life like they always have that <laughs> Here, here's what i'll offer to you and our audience audience listening um and you'll know if this is you if something mm -hmm. inside you if there's a dark urge or impulse that says well i have to prove this right or wrong you are responsible for making uh, this confection. Yeah. You are responsible for making a pancake, covering it in Nutella, and uh, cooking some pepperoni on top of it. And then you'll report back to us. And again, you'll yeah. know if it's you. Your soul yeah. will let you know if you have been cursed. <laughs> You're already walking towards the fridge with your dark passenger, so you know. Mm -hmm. This is good. Okay, so we've got a security guard. We've got a escape room uh runner we've got uh, an arcade I, I i do we want do we want another innocent person or yeah let's get another innocent person i just think could you have like a faded sports star that's stuck on a or poorly worded contract you know Ooh. like sometimes it, you'll have like you know they were a football player or they were an ice a figure skater mm -hmm. like in the 90s and again they signed a, a contract without reading it and it's like no you have to be here every sunday from four till eight saying i love paradise plaza mm, like i all season mall santa yes i like this a lot um especially because going if you have ever like traveled around the united states you will sometimes <laughs> find olympic medals in strange places like you'll go Call into a diner ships. and there will be like a silver medal for you know, a biathlon on a wall or whatever. Um, just the idea that this is somebody who was once one of the best athletes in the world at a particular time, and mm. they signed some bad contract with a local mall. And I like the idea of it being a slow progression. It's, mm. it's one of those things where they signed this contract, they did have to be there every day, and then it slowly turned into, it's like, well, you're here, so if you could lock up for us yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day that would be that would be great do they now live here oh yes 100 yes 100 yes. they live here i was yeah. gonna make but a like, suggestion of the the type of sports star i, I want it to be a lady racing car driver yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah oh. like yes. used to be at the top of the indy 500 or something mm. mm-hmm Lots of blonde hair kept inside a like racing yes. helmet kind of thing. The higher um, the hair, the closer to God. <laughs> oh, so they they still rock like that beehive haircut. 
Yeah. And that was their thing. That was their thing in the day. Like they take the helmet off and boom, there it was. Mm -hmm. That's great. And that's great. And to the tune of that song that goes, Woomph, there it is. I don't know what that song is called. What, what is that song? Does anyone know? Oh, Whoop, yeah, there, it there it is. What is mm-hmm. what is what is that song? I, I, just don't I mean, it's it's a it's a hip hop of of some variety. Early nineties by that tag that, team, that trip... apparently. Tag team, <laughs> a nineteen nineties rap duo. I yeah. definitely believe they have released more than one song. <laughs> Nobody ever knew. <laughs> And may I say, James, the phrase hip-hop tripped off your tongue in the most natural of ways. <laughs> I believe yeah. that was one of those hip-hop songs. Yes, yeah. Mm. Uh, I would a real, fit a real in dad moment for you. with any group of cool people. They would cool instantly recognize me as one of their own. Um, they'd, mm. they'd say, welcome. They would hand you a hat. You'd put it on backwards like you should. Yes. And they'd all shake hands. At the exact correct angle. There's no way that I would be several degrees off from the angle that it's supposed to be. I would know all the handshakes and gestures needed to be accepted as friend. I mean, if you do the handshake wrong, you immediately perish. So I'm glad you're getting the angle right. I know the stakes. I'm aware of the stakes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure he knows what he's doing. Look at the man. Hey heroes, it's James, your game master, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, everyone here at OneShot would deeply appreciate it if you headed over to the surveys that we released for each of our prospective new hosts, which will all be linked in the show notes for this episode, and gave us your feedback about the hosts currently auditioning to replace me as host of OneShot. We want to make sure whoever is stepping into this role is someone that our audience will love. I'm really confident in everybody who has made it to these final stages that not only are they prepared to take over a show like this, but they will grow beautifully into that role. What I want to know is who you want to hang out with. So please take some time to fill out those surveys. Once we have our last candidate up in a couple weeks and everyone's had time to look at their survey, we might do one more that allows people to be more comparative in their assessment. After that, folks here at OneShot will take a look at all of the surveys, review everybody's auditions, and decide who is the best fit. A huge thanks to both the candidates and our audience for bearing with us through this process. It's been pretty involved. But it's a decision we take seriously, and I appreciate everyone helping us make it the right way. As always, a huge thank you to our backers on Patreon. None of what we're doing now would be possible without those backers. None of what we intend to do in the future would be possible without those backers. So if you like what you hear here, please head over to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and sign up to support us. It gets you access to lots of cool rewards. Like Starwall, our Patreon-exclusive campaign where we use the No King system to play out an epic... Well, maybe not epic, but to play out a space fantasy for sure. And if you're not sure about that, you can search for Star Wall on your favorite podcatcher and get a sample of that show before you take the plunge. Thanks to everyone who signed up already and everyone who's going to sign up in the future. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. All right, uh, let's let's get some more more places here. Obviously, like we've established some places that are connected directly to people. Um, but mm. what about a business that is closed down, but all of the stuff is inside, or or a good amount of the stuff is inside, like something frozen in amber? I, I'm part of me is like a department store of some kind, but mm. yes, and with with that strange thing of of when when a big chain department store goes down they go down like hard and fast like there is no like one day the payroll stops and everybody's fired mm-hmm. so everything's just sort of tra- like that season's fashions are all still there and it's like back to school 1996 <laughs> but it's all just still there mm-hmm. yeah i think it's literally called this season's fashions 
this is <laughs> in that incredibly specific way. Come on down to this season's fashions for the latest season's fashions. Yeah, and there are a lot of mannequins. So many mannequins. And I think an important thing about this place is it was always kind of a low budget department store. It is, you know, a startup trying to be the first location of a new department store. And Mm -hmm. it lasted for a very long time. Yeah. I I think the mall might have even been built around this department store. It was the anchor store. store. Mm. Yeah. And it was what, what Sears would have been to a better mall. Yeah. So the mannequins are inconsistent. Each mannequin is a different style of mannequin because oh. they just bought oh. whatever was left over. I was going to say, I had the thought of like in the death throes, they go for gimmick mannequins. So there is a range of deeply unsettling mannequins with taxidermied animal heads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's like a hyper local. In fact, that's another shop in this mall that outlived uh, this department store. There is a taxidermy shop. Yeah. Taxidermy and like hunting supplies or just taxidermy? Ah, ooh, good like, question. Like commemorate your pets. Is it sort of like a... Oh, wait, do they do the taxidermy or do they just have taxidermy animals? I think I think it's one of those places like, you know, like it called, it's called like Forever Friends. Oh, yeah. And it's about... They, you it's, take, it's a builder bear, but for your actual pets. Yeah, you yeah. take mm. a ferret in that you loved and they will stuff that bastard and you can put it on your mantelpiece. This we'll is stuff owned your dead pets by a <laughs> husband and wife. They've been married for like 40 years or something. And the husband does the, the taxidermy the stuffing and the wife creates custom outfits that you can dress your yes. dead pet in so yes. there's a lot of cat sized shirts hats right and there was always a rumor that they would stuff a relative if you paid them a bit of money on the side never yeah. proved no everyone knows someone that knows someone that knows somebody that had it done mm-hmm. and that's like local folklore yeah yeah absolutely we Grandma re- never has to leave. Yeah. And I lo- would love one of those saccharine names for it. Like Forever Friends is is good, but I, I, I think we can go Something deeper. more treacly. Yeah. Eternal comforts. No, that sounds like a religion. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the sweetest gift. Sweetest, sweetest gift. gift. There that sounds we like go. a threat. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thanks. I can I offer you it. <laughs> the sweetest gift? The sweetest gift is incredible. <laughs> Because, like, it's not a helpful name. Because if you don't know exactly what the business is, you're like, what? Mm. What is that? Mm-hmm. Come on down to the sweetest gift. Is it desserts? Is it? <laughs> oh no, that's you need the pancake uh, or the pizza restaurant for that. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, of course it's not a dessert shop. That's for the pizza place to do. And you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was an idiot. Do we want to name the escape room? Oh yeah, mm. we should name the escape room. Um, because those also have truly great. Uh, names to them and there's two brands there's sort of like uh jovial you know stag and hen party mm-hmm. like pun names mm-hmm. and then there's super serious like you know the the box of doom you know like the ones yeah. that are like ah this this escape room might kill you ah this like one's those, called those uh you'll never leave full stop you'll never leave. <laughs> <laughs> i like how cheerful that is. you'll never leave no, you'll never leave you'll never leave uh-huh. you'll have so oh. much fun you'll never leave you'll never leave <laughs> you'll, you'll never have so leave. much fun you'll die here <laughs> that's great they were very insistent in the signage that the full stop needed to be there yeah <laughs> how did it not do well <laughs> Again, probably people kind of came for like because there are the the ones that are genuinely like horror themed and they have zombie actors yeah. or whatever. And this place just super isn't that, but lots of people no. go expecting to be <laughs> yeah fully terrified, real sort of like sore experience. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And like escape rooms, also they they have a bunch of different themes to them too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like some of them Teacher. are gonna be you know the the saw hellraiser dirty grungy chains hanging everywhere feel, and others are gonna be like licensed tie-ins for media that doesn't exist anymore or whatnot. Like there's there's yeah. the, all sorts the space of stuff. jam escape room. Yes. <laughs> okay. The this Ferris the Bueller's Day Off Escape uh, Room. I was about to say like well, Ferris Bueller. I was about to say like He Man, and it's like no, wait, that's been rebooted. Space yeah, Jam's been no. rebooted. There mm-hmm. are no unused IPs anymore. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, what, what the, about the Thundercats? That's been rebooted. Is it been rebooted at least twice, and neither yeah, of them yeah, has succeeded. Um, a name <laughs> for the racing car driver. Okay, uh, yeah. Janine Cherry. Janine Cherry, love it. Oh, he's, now is is she southern? Janine Cherry. Is I mean, sort of yeah. sort of that, that with sort the of beehive, I mean, she has with the to beehive, be. Yeah, yeah, she kind of has to be. Well, mercy me, I just never left. Janine Cherry. Mm. <laughs> what? What? Why are you mucking my accent? Look. No, just nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. Just quality accents. Look, look yeah. glass houses and all that. Mm-hmm. No, that's yeah. all three of us. Accents. Are kind of everyone sugar. We'll, we'll do our best. We can only. Do yeah, there's going to be a all lot you, of I all think, you UK have transplants. to do uh, American accents. I have to do British accents, and we'll yep. just uh, oh, be. No. It'll be so embarrassing for everybody. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's like, "Hello, I am an American, and I hit all of my R's like this." Arr. I mean, <laughs> you've nailed it. I do find myself yeah. saying that almost every day. So you're <laughs> you not do. wrong. Exactly. You wake up in the morning, look in the mirror. I am an American. It's just it's just the way you people are. I have to <laughs> remind myself that that's how I do it. Because it's yeah. much more natural to say things the silly ways that you people say stuff. So, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Putting use in words that have no business having them. Is that what yeah. daily affirmation look- is? To look in the yeah. mirror we look, and say, we look I am an American. I am yeah, an American go. and I like to hit my R's like this. Mm. <laughs> my name is Roman Mars. It's just all of that. Hey, no, buddy, get Martin out of here and stay away podcast. from my firearms. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, you, you've gone Canadian. <laughs> Yo, that's gonna, more that's what you think a Canadian sounds like? Whoa! Well, you know, <laughs> mi, 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 okay, Minnesotan maybe. <laughs> ben thinks Minnesota and Canada are the same thing. Ugh. Are they I mean, geographically the, close? The I genuinely They're know. quite close. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. We should get yeah, off this topic because I'm just going to sound considerably more dumb as we go. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Do we? No, do let's we... all give our opinions on the Quebecois. Come on, mm. let's go around the table. Let's really yeah. alienate the listeners. Yeah, because there's you... a huge Quebec c- contingent of listeners. Spotify might tell us as such. Who knows? Uh, is, it's true. It, do we have enough for a terror? I think, yeah, we can start thinking of a terror. Because mm. you've seeded these mannequins, yeah. There oh, are mannequins. Yes. Oh. And some of them do have actual animal heads, um, mm, which yeah. is key. Um, I kind of think. <laughs> What one thing, one idea that I had for a terror is that the escape room keeps getting larger. Like <laughs> there are new rooms oh. uh, that Stacy oh, doesn't dear. necessarily know about or know when they would be installed. And like you go in and there's no way there would be enough room for that based on where the escape room is relative to other businesses. That's very good. But like, so, but Stacy still gets like cheat sheets and like the hint sheets. Well, so she's to run them. It, it, Friday night at Freddy's esque, like it's on the layout. Like, so she um, has the cameras that she can see people in when when they're in the escape room. And I guess yeah, there must be a cheat sheet that like tells her like the things that you have to do. Yeah, it's very much like they've never not existed once they exist. So, like, mm. all the infrastructure is there to support them. And yeah. do you think, like, yes, there's she can see on the cameras the people that she's, like, greeted and let in, but there's definitely more groups in than she briefed. Like, there Absolutely. Is, like, you, you're on the camera, you're like, there's a group, do, but I don't remember letting them in. Oh, God. This is genuinely now upsetting me. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. quite frightening. I don't like that. <laughs> it's not nice. No, it's not nice at all. <laughs> And what if one of them stops and then just turns and looks straight up at the camera? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody you don't ever remember let, letting in. And then Absolutely. they just turn back and continue the game. They don't do anything more. They just look up the camera to let them know, to let you know that they know. And mm. then back they go. I'll not sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rejected name for the escape room. <laughs> I'll not sleep tonight. <laughs> it's, it's quite colloquial. Like, behold the terror of I'll not sleep tonight. <laughs> no siree. Too much spook ups <laughs> I I feel like isolation is part of it, you know. Yeah, you're, you're feeling too alone, and and decay. Like there is that whole thing. Like everything about this place is gentle, gentle decline mm-hmm. and decrepitude. If that is indeed a word, I mean that's quite fu- uh, that's quite interesting. Considering these are like attributed to people, I think. So the idea that a person is feeling a sense oh. of like 
spiritual I mean, rot is. Have, ooh, have ooh. you seen the Quarter King? That is a man <laughs> yes. in depression. Well, okay. so, so spiritual these, rot. Yeah, these are moods that you'd expect someone to have when they are in this place, when they're in this mm. mall. So yeah, mm. the idea oh, okay. that like you become aware of decay when mm. you're in here is kind of great. Yeah. Like everything is like there is there it, it went from founding to a downward slide immediately and it's never like there's never been an uptick. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like that that bad lighting that you get in these places. It's those fluorescent lights that make you aware of like all of your wrinkles and mm. like sagging imperfections. They just become so much more obvious here. I think I, there are a lot of mirrors in this place. Yeah, to imply more space, which when it was all full was great, but now there's loads of closed shops. There's just sort of an infinite regression of mirrors facing mirrors, reflecting closed shops, reflecting closed shops Mm -hmm. off into infinity. Um, And something that I have seen in real failing shopping centres and malls, in the bits where there aren't many shops anymore, they they turn some of the lights off. Mm. So it's still still lit because it's a part of the the shopping centre and all you can get into, but it's like half the lights are off, so it's really quite dim Mm -hmm. as well which doesn't help i don't know why they do it's like for the money you're saving on bulbs you're (laughs) definitely losing in making sure every other shop needs to close right now (laughs) you are inviting ghosts into the building you really are (laughs) why are you doing this why you're not helping Mm -hmm. it's this attitude that got you into trouble in the first place (laughs) A, a, a terror to float um People keep using the mannequins from this season's fashions, but the number of mannequins in this season's fashions does not seem to be lessening. Oh, yes. yeah. 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 I, I think absolutely it's like one of those situations where that store has been closed. It's been closed for, you know, over a decade now. It's obvious that none of the doors or locks have ever been opened. But the number of mannequins keeps changing. Like, yeah, it's. Is there also an element of the people who are using the mannequins? Like every so often, a mannequin will just go missing from their store, mm. and so the way people are justifying it, it's like, oh, blah, somebody's playing a prank and bringing them back. That's why the manic number of mannequins never goes down. But those numbers never quite match up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and very much like those stories of like you know, oh, we use this stone that we found for a bit of building material, and it turns out that was like a ritual stone. And you've now used that to build part of your house. And guess what? That was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. That's got to be a bigger thing in the UK. Mm. What sort of like ritual stuff? Yeah, well, cursed no, we stones. Don't use I feel stone. like you got a lot more cursed stones over there than we might have. Over we here. just we just make all of our buildings out of cursed concrete. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called rack. Yeah. Um, it's not good. <laughs> it's full of air. <laughs> um, we I think we have some of that. We, we we don't we don't have sort of like. I think there there is more of a Scottish tradition of like like important stone f- items that I've just realised halfway through this sentence I have so little information on this topic that I should bail out like a I fighter just, pilot going towards the sea. I just think I just don't think we have a great trade in like cursed stones. I think it's like there's sometimes barrows, but we just build roads over them. Like yeah. it's, it's not. Because like the, the most famous UK the fo- most famous UK stone um, is probably either either Stonehenge, but that's a quite, collection quite, of stones. But stone. like the Stone of Scone, which is like mm. the stone that Scottish kings would sit on to get um, crowned, and then we nicked when we united when we when I personally united the kingdoms, sure. um, and then we stopped we stole it. Um, that but that's sort of not cursed. And also no one's gonna build a house out of that. That's like underneath a chair. That's true. That's mm-hmm. full of king's farts. You don't want that in your house. Yep. <laughs> a farty kinging ra- stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A community radio station, you're like, um, here's the stone of scone. <laughs> here's the stone of scone. <laughs> if you wish to become the the king of of the United Kingdom, then you must sit on this stone. Yeah, come on down to Paradise Plaza and be knighted. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I, I was thinking for maybe one more element of terror in mm-hmm. the United States, uh we have a lot of decrepit infrastructure from like urban areas that have been starved of attention and and development and whatnot for so long that Mm -hmm. in places like Detroit, nature is actually like reclaiming areas of the city. So I think the idea of like, yeah, sometimes an elk will get in here. 
<laughs> or something okay like that. yeah that that really wasn't where i thought that sentence was going you know sometimes you know or is it gonna be like you know like weeds come up through the no an elk a full a yeah, terrified a elk full, but like an elk you know like an elk in uh like uh princess mononoke where mm. it's like an elk but it's got an old man's face <laughs> yeah like you know that sort of really like this is a mystical spirit elk do yourself elk. a favor if you're not from a place with elk you've never seen an elk uh just google an elk bugling and i want you to imagine that sound in an echoey empty mall that mm. has to be one of the most terrifying haunting things that you could ever hear it's got to be difficult to play the bugle without opposable thumbs exactly as well. or indeed the right kind of lips <laughs> <laughs> now here's a question do elk have the right kind of lips to play a bugle mm. discuss <laughs> uh, you know they have the right kind of lips to eat a bugle for sure oh sure <laughs> uh, I, I wonder if the uh, folks who run the sweetest gift are waiting to catch one of those elks at one point yeah. oh yeah 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 uh, we'll, that's, we'll stuff your elk half price that's, that's their white whale they're like <laughs> we'll get we'll get a mall elk mm-hmm. one of these days <laughs> I think part part of their thing is like all of the mascot animals and whatnot they have set up is just like animals that like had that got into the mall and had to be put down or whatever. And so sure. it's a, a growing collection of strange beasts and critters. <laughs> and here we see the mall elk strutting its stuff through haberdashery. <laughs> so, uh, so now we've got unusual items. Those are the yeah. only things left. Uh, it feels now that there is something that the sweetest gift has stuffed and is part of their display that is just not an animal you would find here or have as a pet that's part of their lineup have they got a stuffed mothman or well i I mean i was thinking cryptid yeah Uh, as a a jersey devil a jersey well that is an american tradition in tech i guess it's not simply like a jackalope like there are yeah mermaids Mm. and whatnot of like the combined chimera uh taxidermy Mm -hmm. where you create a a fictitious creature so yeah i like the idea that there's maybe that's it all of the animals that got in here and got put down by uh animal control have been combined into like a homunculus creature oh god (laughs) a cursed beast yeah shambling even in death you know the sweetest gift <laughs> the sweetest <laughs> which fun fact that's what they thought the platypus was for a long time when somebody first brought a platypus back to the royal society in the oh, they uk were like, they nonsense. were like uh, get out of here look at that, that thing like if you're gonna pull a prank at least make it convincing <laughs> look, this this prick's got a beak what the fuck's this all about <laughs> that was essentially their reaction you put a beak on a mole yeah you, you put a beak on a mole and said it lays eggs and expresses milk get out <laughs> how's, the, the how's it gonna drink God's milk with a beak joke. think mm-hmm. come on think it, think it through <laughs> that has made me consider some logistics that i have not previously considered and i don't like it <laughs> well, how does how does a baby duck build platypus suckler to tweet yeah well it's, tweet. they don't they don't suckler to tweet so they suckle believe, at an x now i believe they don't they don't express milk through a teeth they they like sweat it through a yes. different kind of mm-hmm. like it's not it's not like a suckling thing all right now i don't know how the delivery method actually happens if it just sure. sort of like generally sloths opens off its them. beak really wide and just clamps just and sucks of, ah. i don't know <laughs> right. a duck built platypus it clamps it sucks <laughs> get yours now <laughs> from this season's fashions, this season's fashions. <laughs> and why not swing by the sweetest gift to see the homunculus of terror <laughs> Okay, you okay. From JML. Mm-hmm. So in the Denver International Airport, mm-hmm. we have a lot of public art and statues and whatnot that feel very incongruous to the uh, experience that one person would normally be having at an airport. Uh, mm-hmm. We do have an Egyptian style like obelisk for some reason there. Um, Normal. There is in front of the airport a blue horse with glowing red eyes that is far too anatomically accurate. You can also like see its ribs and teeth and it it killed the person that created it. Uh, Uh, Sorry, uh, just roll, uh, could we just roll back? That's, uh, that was just dropped in really casually there. Uh, I mean, that's real. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, no, super real. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, now uh, this feels like Denver Airport is cashing checks Denver can't pay. <laughs> like that is. 
Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, but like, it is one of the first things that people see uh, when they, you know, come into the airport and whatnot. And like, malls tend to have like baffling displays uh, of some kind. And I, I feel like maybe, maybe I'm pitching a, a place more than an object. But like, mm. I kind of feel like there should be something like that in this mall. Just a cursed artwork. Yeah, is there I, like I, um I, the kind of fountain? Of the the kind of fountain that people like throw pennies into and uh, the statue that's in the middle of that has started to kind of fall apart a bit. And could it, is it like in, I can't remember if it's in like the, the Innsmouth look or something like that, where it's like there's public art and it's just like, what's that horrifying structure? And it's like, those are our ancestors. Don't ask questions. Like, you know, there's that sort of like, what are these is like it, twisted is it the figures? Is of the plaza? I it's was going to say, yeah, there's just a, a plaque saying our founder. Yeah, just... our founder. No more information. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. I think, I think because part of our horror is very spatial. Mm -hmm. I like the idea that it is a fountain display or maybe was a fountain display. It might not be running anymore, but it looks like an Escher painting a little bit. It is this confounding thing in the atrium mm. where there are all these stairs and whatnot, and maybe there are even some figures on the stairs, and it does just say our founder. Yes, and it's not clear. Who are you referring to? Is it this confusing geospatial tesseract? Is it one <laughs> of the individual? And you, can't, and you keep trying to look at the people, and it just never quite comes into focus. Your eyes are always just kind of slipping away... Just you can't quite, yeah. Mm. yeah. Holy shit. Sorry, Ben's just got a photo of this fucking horse yeah. from outside mm -hmm. the Denver International <laughs> Airport. And it looks like a joke, a joke against God. What is happening here? Yeah, when yeah, you said it, glowing red eyes, I didn't quite expect No, it, it, it looks like it, it breathes like fire, right? <laughs> they and do glow. Um, and the artist uh, who uh, designed it, created it while they were assembling it, uh, one of its legs fell and uh, tragically killed him. And there's a rumor that it killed like another person, like when they were maintaining it. Um, but I, I haven't been able to find like a, a news article to substantiate that. That's just something that people talked about for Cursed quite a long item. time. Mm -hmm. And that is a real example of like the sunk cost fallacy of like, right, your weird horse statue, whose laser eyes are definitely a danger to aircraft at your airport, mm. has now killed two people. But you're like, we've paid for the statue now. We've put it up. So I guess I also think in terms of public art, it's a, one of the most effective pieces of public art. You do mm. have a reaction to it. I don't care mm. that it's negative. You're not <laughs> reacting to other public art. No, that's true. You're not reacting to those sort of like weird round figurines that that Italian guy put all, all over New York. Yeah, hmm. fuck that. I want something that killed someone. <laughs> yeah, I need blood. I need blood. Yeah, we need to have I, a hey there, buddy. I need to have some <laughs> art with R's in it. With my pancakes and grits, I need blood. <laughs> That's America. That That's America. America. Have, That's uh... what it's like. Grits and blood. Uh, well, folks, I think we have ourselves a mall. Mm -hmm. this... Look at it. Look at our baby. I would love I'm to shop that. There. That's a mall. <laughs> That's a mall. <laughs> you slap the side of it and go, baby, that's a mall. This episode of One Shot uses music from the following artists. Innovation by Jay Carr. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online, anywhere, at The Other Tracy. As always, we end One Shot with a call to action. And heroes, there is no way to say this in a way that sounds nice or, or friendly. The United States is currently funding an ongoing genocide. It's easy to get overwhelmed, it's easy to feel powerless, but there are things you can do. It's extremely important to attend demonstrations and protests and do that in a way that is safe to you. But a good first step is to call your representatives, the representatives that represent your state and your district. Now, when I'm making that sort of call, I like to use a tool called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There, you'll be able to find summaries of issues like this, along with scripts that you can read while you contact your representatives. That is a very small part of larger things that we need to do in order to stop the ongoing harm that this nation is causing the world. But that doesn't mean it's not important. That doesn't mean it doesn't need you. So take some time and head to fivecalls.org to make your voice heard.
Also, if you can, look up protests and demonstrations in your area and attend them safely. Turn off your phone's location services, make sure your face is covered, and don't take or post pictures of people's faces. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Design Doc started as a podcast about designing a role-playing game. Over the years, it's turned into so much more. It's a show about the challenges of burnout, making money from creative projects, and what goes into bringing a game to life. Come along with Hannah and Evan in a living documentation of the game design process. One review described it as the audio equivalent of taking a hike with a good friend. You can search for Design Doc on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.